0: Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. It's a creative act, life. It is, it is, it is. Uh, Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the Internet, featuring articles on writing. Wonderful. Oh, we got an interesting article this uh, this month called Breakdown uh, about how – uh well, you just have to read it? It's sort of a – it's more of like almost a memoir piece about how our author kind of cracked up writing, brought them back, brought them back from the brink. Fascinating article. Plus my daily – I write a, a column, an essay three times a week. We call it a blog although I don't like that word, but that's what it is. Uh, all about writing and creativity. That's all on there at Author to Author. Plus, of course, video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. Got my conversation with Gail Carriger. Carriger. She's a steampunk romance – a humorous steampunk romance writer. How about that for a combo? Well, it's true. She's a fascinating woman. We had a great conversation about the use of humor in fiction and how you do it and how you don't do it. Check it out, authormagazine.org. We're also funded by Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They've been supporting writers of all kinds from pen to publication since 1955. They're still doing it. They have a great conference every year. I'm going to be at that conference teaching a few things, including I'm going to be hosting a panel on writing as a spiritual practice. Yes, I will. I'm going to be teaching that a lot, actually, in the Puget Sound area lately. I'm going to be doing a few classes on that. In fact, uh, well, I'll come back to that, but PNWA, awesome. Uh, You know, they do these classes, uh, if you're in the Northwest, in the Puget Sound area, I know a lot of you are, Uh, I'm going to be doing a fearless writing class once a month, starting in March, yes, in March, and I'll do March, April, May, once a month on Saturday mornings, tune yourself up, come down, learn how to practice getting into the mindset where writing is possible, that's hosted by the PNWA, and our conference is going to be in September. If you want to join the PNWA, you're curious about it, go to pnwa.org. I mentioned writing is a spiritual practice. Uh, something I'm interested in, in fact, is uh, you might remember Ann Tucker, the lovely Ann Tucker. She was a guest here a few weeks back, about a month ago. And uh, she's the host of something called Wisdom Soup. Well, I'm going to be one of the featured speakers at Wisdom Soup. It's a meetup here in the uh, Seattle area, in Bellevue again, if you're in this area, and I'll be giving a talk in March on writing as a spiritual practice. The meetup is free. If you want to come check it out, go to my website. It's right there. Writing as a spiritual practice, wisdom soup. Anyway, it's a lot of information, but you can go learn all about the stuff I'm doing at williamcanauer.com. It's all on there. Okay. So listen, today's guest is Lillian Stewart. She's a uh, writer and a middle school middle school teacher but i was thinking about lillian today because her career her writing career as she'll get into really started because of a storm of all things interestingly if i understand her biography correctly and here in seattle we've been having a terrible winter storm and uh power was out for a lot of today last night and this morning and i've learned that i got to tell you unlike my guest today i think i'd be lousy in a zombie apocalypse i think i'd be lost but she wasn't her career started because of one writing career anyway so let's talk to her lillian welcome to the show
1: hi bill it's nice to be here
0: all right lillian i just wanted to talk about dorm
1: in seattle Uh, i wanted to complain
0: uh i well my uh, my producers in the boston area he says they're getting you guys are getting socked right now i don't know if that's true but he is anyway
1: he probably is down where we are by the shore it's not so bad but it is rainy and hailing
0: Oh, it's brutal. I was very unhappy. Very unhappy. Locked my keys in my car in the grocery store to walk home a mile. Through the- it was horrible. Anyway, I survived, but I was very unhappy. I, I did survive. But uh, we're going to get to Superstorm Sandy and how it relates to your life. But I want to start with you, your your profession, your primary profession as a middle school teacher. Have you, my sister is a teacher. She was a uh, elementary school teacher for years she teaches reading now reading specialist but she like a lot of teachers i know she just went right into that right out of college like that was the plan was that the case for you also did you go right into teaching straight out or did absolutely
1: you... not that would have been a no. good plan but no no nope. no i no i went to trenton state as an undergraduate and i graduated in 1994 i believe and when i was at trenton state I did go for elementary education, and then I chickened out, and then I graduated what? with a B.A. in English, and uh-huh. then I went back to school, and I went to school at Monmouth University, and I graduated with a master's in education,
0: okay. and then I
1: chickened out again. What? So I, I did not become a teacher officially until 1996 after I had worked in a toy store and a couple of ice cream stores, and then I found my calling into the classroom.
0: All right, so you, you chickened out of teaching, and you chickened out of I it think. because you were like, I'm intimidated." What, what were you afraid of? Tell me. I you don't know me.
1: exactly. Yeah, I wish. I I don't know the one thing. I think I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to do something with children, in, maybe in an educational right. capacity, but maybe not in a formal classroom way. <sighs> but then I started substitute teaching, and then I just found my way in the middle school, which usually people say... You know, they're like, you're You working in a middle school. That must be so yeah. difficult. That's a hard age. It is the best kept secret. So don't tell anyone. I love <laughs> sixth grade middle school.
0: Oh, my God. And so in 1996,
1: thank God you do. To, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do very much.
0: Oh, so, so I've you, been teaching
1: now for 23 years.
0: Wow. And so and you and, and you started in the in middle school and you're still doing middle school.
1: I've been I taught seventh grade middle school for uh, for nine years and now fifteen years in sixth grade, so always in the middle school.
0: Wow! And how does it work now with middle school teachers? Because I, as I recall, when I was in middle school, which was called junior high school back yes. in the eighties uh, or seventies, excuse me, <laughs> um, <laughs> they. Uh, we we would have a teacher for English and a teacher for science. It was everybody. They were starting to specialize as opposed to right, right, yeah. Grades. is that is that true for you also?
1: That is true. We work as a cycle. So I'm a social studies teacher. There's a language arts teacher, a science teacher, and a math teacher, and the students change from class to class.
0: Right, all right. So your teacher it sounds like hell to me, but okay, you like it. No, you like no, it's it.
1: Good. It, it, I like. I said I was a chicken at first, and now I feel like. Everything worked out the way it's
0: supposed to. Why do you like it? Why do you like it? What is it about teaching those kids that you like?
1: First, it's the kids. That's the most important part. It's always about the children. Um, And it's just energizing to go into the classroom every day and share. And I love the the topic that I teach as well. I teach ancient world social studies, ancient Greece, ancient Rome, and all those good things. And the kids really like the curriculum. And I do believe, based on the book that I've written and the way that I am, I'm a very creative person. So I Uh love sharing that with the kids and they identify with that. And they could see that I really love them and I really respect them. And then in turn, we have these creative lessons and it just, you know, it just works out really nicely every day. Every day is uh, a joy to go to work. Sometimes it's more of a challenge, but that's just the nature of, you know, being a sixth grade middle school teacher.
0: Well, I'll tell you why I admire what you do. And why I couldn't do it, I would, I, I, I taught, so I teach, I do teach people, I teach yeah. writing and all the kind of things I teach a little different than what you're doing, in that it's, I, I am exclusively for grown-ups I rarely let younger people into my, you know, classes, right. uh, but I'll tell you the challenge I, I that I would be that I find daunting with the school, which is I was invited to go teach two creative writing classes, like just like, just not one afternoon, two different creative writing classes back to back. Just one day it wasn't for a semester okay. or anything. And the thing I realized right away that I'm used to when I teach adults is they've all paid money to come yes. take like yeah. they're like ready to do this. They're in their fifties yeah. or forties, and they're like or even in their twenty. But they really like I want to do this, and they're all yeah. eager. And the kids, it's not that they didn't want to do it, but you know they are wrestling with like would I? Because I remember being. 11, 12, and 13. And usually there was something else I'd have rather been doing. Like Absolutely. If, you know, if, like, we were just like, for instance, the snow. My wife and I were just opining on this. There was all this snow here, and we were looking at it. And all of a sudden, we were 11 again or 12 again and thinking, oh, good, school's been canceled. <laughs> right. right, right, right. <laughs> so there is that. Hey, You're up against it. So how like do you deal with that? Too. Well, I mean, know you the do. I know you do.
1: My thing is, um, not only am I a teacher, I'm a mom now too. My daughter's 10. And Uh my, as I told you, I chickened out from teaching. And if my thing is, I want to get my daughter and my students to where they want to be in their life faster than I got myself here. Um, Uh They find their direction, their calling earlier. And if I can help them in any way, I, I ask them, I say, what do you want to do when you're older? What do you think you, your plans are? And if a boy says to me, I want to be a professional football player, I don't say, hey, that's that's a pipe dream. I say, that's good. Now, how are you going to get there? Or if you don't think get, you get, you have to have a plan B. But, right. but going back to uh, what I was saying about getting there sooner than later, I was at a, an event, uh, a, an interview in the city, and I had posed that to the panel. They were these really great, um, well-spoken women. the financial backgrounds, writing backgrounds. And that was right. my question to them. How do you get our kids, our daughters to where you are, where I want to be sooner than later? I'm I'll be 48. Uh, actually, I'm 48. Um and I want my daughter to be in a place of where she wants to be as far as her profession or her career or her life and find her identity a little bit sooner, perhaps, whether it's her career that defines her or whatever joy in life that she's looking for, relationship, right. but I, that's my thing. I try to share that with them at 11 and 12, because life, as we know, goes very quickly. And it does. if you could get through those hurdles faster or just have a clearer path, I used to say to myself, right road, wrong direction. And then now years later, I'm where I want to be. And I just, I'm very happy, but I wish I had gotten here sooner than later.
0: Well, you know what? It took me till almost mid forties to know really what I was doing. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can, no, I agree with you,
1: you. I I agree. You never know. And right, I want to give so, the kids opportunities. Go ahead.
0: Well, let's talk about host a little ghost because so there you okay. are teaching. Now you've always wanted to write, is that true? Like writing yeah. was always a thing that was kind of floating around. Well, in your I've life. been
1: writing since I was in third or fourth grade. And Aha! I would write little poems Aha! and this
0: and that. That's the age, Lillian. That's, the age. That's when it always starts, right about age yeah. nine. For yeah, everybody. Okay. I agree. So you always were interested. Okay. Good for yes. you. But you were not going to try be a, you. You at no times you think I'm going to be a novelist or I'm going to be a poet. That was that wasn't. That was just something you like to I, do.
1: I it was a hobby. I wrote when I was at Ocean County College. Um, I would write um, in my creative writing classes. I had some things published right. through um, the newspaper and so on. But I felt like I didn't have anything to write about.
0: Um, ah, something um, that was
1: original, something that was different. I knew I right. wasn't going to be a Daniel Steele writer, uh, you know, romantic writer. Right. I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to write. And, yeah. um, by chance I was on lunch duty with my colleague, Kevin McCormick, and we we're looking, it, it was coming. We just came back from being off for two weeks from hurricane Sandy recovery. Yeah. And we felt a new sense of, community in our building that we never felt before we we work in a lovely building but this was different there was a different energy and i was telling kevin about the fact that i was so happy that a week and a half before two weeks ago i had thrown my daughter her halloween party because these other kids missed out on trick-or-treat and so on and they were so resilient after this so our book's not about the storm it's more about the idea of caring and sharing and that's something. I was honest with myself about that. That's something I know about. That's like who I am. I'm like, oh, I did have something to write about, but I didn't know how to pull it out of myself. And I didn't have the inspiration until the kids. All right. So let's back up. So,
0: So, so let's back up. So, so you're, so you middle school teacher, 2012. Some, you know, that's ancient history now for, for the yes, news cycle. But yes. some of you may remember there was this massive storm that just slammed into the Northeast. It flooded New York City. It crushed Long Island. I think, if memory serves me, and New Jersey Ortley got Beach. hit. Yeah. And, and do you live on the coast somewhere?
1: Um. Yeah, we're right on the Atlantic coast. We're in uh, uh, Silverton, New Jersey, off the seaside, Portley oh, Beach. Boy.
0: Did you get yeah. hammered?
1: I'm lucky I didn't get hammered, but our little Silverton area, some parts of it did. And right. Green Island and Ortley Beach, Seaside, Manilocan. I, I can't even name all the places, but yes, it was right. devastation so, for whang. a lot of the people.
0: And so it's just like water apocalypse. Things yeah. are shut down. You got no power. Halloween canceled. Tragic. Yeah. And this
1: was big for the kids because we have like sure. the second or third largest parade in oh. the United States for Halloween and wow. you, you, even middle school kids like to trick or treat. They're still sure. kids at
0: heart. You can so still do when, it at 11. You can still yeah. do it at 11 and 12. You're not past that age where it's like annoying. They're still yeah. kids.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still kids. And so it hits
0: and you come back to the you come back to the school and somehow that sort of that 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 trauma yeah. it it, it gives you a better sense of community of sharing of helping and and, and and you feel it in the school where you on a level you never felt it before is that right
1: right the kids were the, for the we were talking about snow days before but the kids had been off for two weeks they were relieved to be back in the building because there was some normalcy in their lives because right. they either lost their homes or they helped out in a way that they never right. had had to before so that's what really was the new feeling oh. like they, the kids were joyous to be back at school relieved that they saw their friends that they hadn't seen in a while
0: you see, you know what you've discovered, Lillian? See, when what? I teach writing, there's yeah. always every story has three arcs, the physical arc, which is what happens, the emotional arc, which is what the people go through, and then the in, emotionally, how they feel while things are happening, and then the yeah. intentional arc, which is why are you telling the story? And I think you, you sensed your intentional arc of like why, why is there a story I want – what is the story I want to tell? What's the value of it? And you must have sensed yeah. it at that moment. You need an intentional argument.
1: We did. We did. And Kevin and I, I said to Kevin, there's something going on here that we had never seen before. There was an eighth grade girl, and she was holding what are called ugly dolls. I don't know when when they were popular back in the doll, 90s or something.
0: Right. Yeah, it's okay. just an ugly
1: doll. It's a brand, okay. actually. And I'm not doing a commercial for it. But okay. she was holding it, and it was like her comfort. So that's why we came uh, up with our idea of little ghosts being a little comfort to promote caring and sharing, not just like throughout the year and being like have that feeling of, hey, uh, you know, I, I'm your friend, not just when there's a catastrophe going on, but I'll continue to know your name now that we've helped each other or um, sit with you at lunch or we could talk now because we've been through something that's bonded us in some way. So we came up with the idea of Host Little Ghost and the story of the Mystical mums. And we created a little glow-in-the-dark ghost to go along with it based on when I saw that girl holding her doll right. as a comfort, you know, comfort for reading or comfort for going to bed at night. So it, it just all came to us in that, that one day when we were supposed to be wow. on lunch duty, not talking to each other, but circulating. Wow. And, and we came up with this. So
0: And so uh, – so, but this is not a book for – uh twelve year olds. It's more of a of a younger person's book, is that right?
1: This is a book probably for kids ages two to so I would say eight. However, right. okay. the really cool thing about this, it's not just a book. Kevin and I created a writing program for kindergarten to second grade and third grade to fifth grade. And wow. we we've got the past five years we've not promoted our book per se, but we've promoted reading and writing and the illustration part process and storyboarding. And we've traveled through um, New Jersey and the tri-state area going to elementary school, sharing the writing process, getting kids engaged in reading, engaged in um, writing, coming up with their own creative stories. And when we first started, and we continue to do so, um, but I've cut back just a little bit, but when we, we go to the schools, uh, we also would donate some money to the PTO for whatever the school would need. Nothing big, but 10% right. of the sales. And we just felt that that was our way of giving back to the communities that we visited. So the, and the kids that we see, they inspire us just to want to continue to do this.
0: So you wrote this book. And so I assume, did you publish it yourselves?
1: We start, We started our own publishing company. We're Little Ghost Publishing, LLC. <laughs> and okay. not only – yeah, no, this is really – No, I'm that's that's great. The question. great. Because we wrote the book. We – we hired, or actually, I can, can't say we hired, but Bill Deshawn, he's our uh, illustrator. He's another teacher. He did uh-huh. all of our artwork. Kevin did all the layout on the computer. Then we hired a printing company. Then yeah. we hired a distributor.
0: Oh, and you really after did it. Thought,
1: Okay. Oh, we are a, a publishing company with one book, yeah. but we are. Right. <laughs> and we're very, very fortunate that we've been in Barnes & Noble the last two years, and we're branching oh. out um, nationally. Nice this fall. And I didn't know I could do this. This was me, the person back in 1996, who was afraid to go in the classroom. I've not only gone in the classroom and the kids have changed my lives, but the kids changed my life by helping me write this book and meet people from Forbes magazine, talking to people like you and just having this, I never had this in me before, this little ghost thing, This, this, this event brought this out.
0: It's so awesome. So, and so you will go around, so you've published it yourself. You really did it. So just for our listeners, there's two ways yeah. to kind of – what you all know. Most of you who've published your own books have probably done it through CreateSpace or something similar. And that's one way to go. That's the easy way to go. But, but Lillian went the more challenging, but it's sort yeah. of your own publishing house where she hired a printer and a distributor. So she really is a publishing company. But then – you did that. See, the thing about children's. Oh, this is a great thing about children's being a children's book author is if you can get into the schools, you have a you have a ready made audience, which I will tell you, if you go to bookstores, you do not have. No, I be both. a lot of <laughs> a lot of wonderful adult authors can have very slim turnouts. But you go so you go there and you both teach writing, which I think is fantastic
1: because yeah. you're giving
0: something. Plus, if the yeah. kids want to buy your book, they can buy your book. Yeah. right
1: and if you ah, that's go to my great. website when you yeah you could see like some of the schools we have visited and with our very first event was so overwhelmingly great it was called Ghost Day and that if I had stopped there I would have been okay, but I'm so right. glad it went beyond that but to have a ghost day, I mean that's <laughs> unbelievable. yeah
0: and did you go um, to elementary schools? Is that where you were going? Yes, yeah
1: okay. our biggest yeah. Um, visits are at the elementary schools. Yeah. And we're cre- we're creating a teacher's guide now as well for teachers who would like to use our writing program in their classroom along with our book around Halloween time, or yep. whenever they can. Yeah. So.
0: Well, this. I was thinking. I interviewed a young man named. Um, uh, well, he wrote the Aragorn series, uh, Christopher Paulini, yes. and uh, you know he published his family published that book when he was a teenager, and that's how they do, they they self published it, and they just. They traveled around the country from school to school to, school to school to school to school to school to school, and that's how that book became what it is. There is, it's a great if you can do it. It's a great way to meet meet readers, sell your book, but also you know have give something to people, find a way of yeah. reaching out to people. And you're plus being a teacher, you're probably comfortable in the classroom setting. You're not put off by that, even though they're younger than yes. what you're no, used I to teaching.
1: Yeah, no, I enjoy it. I I enjoy yeah. doing the presentations, and they're different than just. You know, my regular school day. It's it's, right. it's interesting because when you walk in as a teacher, you're the teacher. But when you walk in as the author,
0: your no, the kids' different.
1: eyes light up. They see yeah. it differently. And, and that yeah. is so cool. All
0: right. Here's my – so my wife's a children's book author, and I would go with her to some of the events she did. And okay. I thought they were so hilarious compared to watching adult author events. Because did they – how many of the kids asked you how old you are?
1: They never did. That's funny what? you said that. I've never they been all, asked my age, but Really? Oh, no, 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 no.
0: Oh, that's so funny because usually that's what they would always do. with, How old are you? And my wife pointed mm. out that like that's something kids ask each other. You know, it's like the first yeah. big like. But so they oh. would ask how. Okay, they didn't ask you. All right. Well, maybe you came in with a different vibe. Do you want and to know so you'd how old go
1: hands that...
0: <laughs> I don't. I'm being I funny. probably don't told us how old you are, but. But so when you go in and teach them writing, what what would you like? What was your because that's that's a broad, broad lesson, of course. And so what is it you try to what's the main thing you want them to come away with?
1: Oh, okay. I'm glad you asked that, because my book, since I am the author, the publisher, the distributor and all that, I Uh put three different types of writing in my story. I start off with a myth. So we start off. We break down our writing to ask the kids if they know what a myth is. And then I read them the myth. From my book, and right, and, and then then we go into prose, and then rhyming. So uh-huh. when when they walk away, they know that not only can they a book be anything that they want it to be, because um, they, they've seen mine. But they could either write like mythology, perhaps, or uh, rhyming, or even t- t- talk about um, realistic fiction when they're they're writing right. prose. So there are sure. a lot of different things that they can walk away with. And we didn't leave out the young uh, artists as well because we showed the development of our characters um, from little ghost all the way to our main characters of Tommy and Susie. So it's, it's there's something for almost all the kids in the audience.
0: And they're excited about to, they're excited by it in general.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they, what we do is we take our presentation. We put on the big screen we have our cutout characters uh, that we had made for our Halloween parade and they travel with us. We call them our kids. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of visuals. There's a lot going on during the presentation to engage all the learners as well. Yeah. And when when we can, we get the kids up on stage or get them reading the books with us. So it depends on the audience and the size of you know the school or the venue.
0: Right. Uh, sounds good. It sounds good. Author events. I need to be, whether they're for kids or adults, I think, need to be as close to theater as possible, in my opinion. I think that you should be so wanting to entertain from start to finish.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of entertaining, um, we we have our yearly show at the Planetarium at Ocean County College, and that is so cool. Our book is On the Planetarium Ceiling. The kids come out in their PJs. They bring their glow-in-the-dark <laughs> ghosts, And it, it's, it's like a little rock concert for, you know, kids around Halloween. Uh, they oh, have the book nice. reading, and they have a full planetarium show. Um, so we've, we wow. do a lot. Um, and I encourage um, anyone who reaches out to me. I, this has been another benefit. People actually reach out to me, and they ask me, you know, can I sit down with you? Can you tell me what you've been oh. doing? Grown-ups, I mean. And sure. that, to me, is really nice. And That's the other cool. thing about my book that i'm i'm trying to squeeze in here too is it's very special to me because not only did my students inspire me but so did my daughter stephanie um she sat uh, down and she helped me sketch out some ideas as well
0: she did she a certainly little, did
1: we have a how, yeah we have a rough ten year life. old how old was she when that she must she was about five five and a half what? We started uh, yeah we she well she's she's a really uh, good girl, good student wow. smart
0: wow. so she
1: she's my inspiration for
0: everything. Oh. That is nice. That's nice. I just met a um, a young a children's book. Well, he writes for like, actually for kids about 11 to 12. And I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name. I just met him at a writer's conference and his career has been taken off. He writes mysteries for young readers. And he had been writing like poetry and short story. And then his 12-year-old son looked at him one day and said, Dad, write a story I would like. Could you do that? Yeah. Could you do that for mm-hmm. me? And so he did it and his career took off.
1: <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool.
0: Well, if I had only one piece of advice to give every writer, whether they're five years old or 50 years old, it would be write about something you are interested in. Just find the thing you most want to say. That is where you find your genius. That's where it is. Just anything, anything, write the thing you most want to say. That's something I would love to tell kids if I were to teach a writing class. Just find anything anything you're interested in you will never be a better writer than when you're interested which is true for you you see you got interested in I, that subject and your genius yes. came forward see
1: that's nice of you to say well, I, what I really happened. think yeah I, I i i find that i i'm a very caring person like i was saying before and i never thought that's something you could be writing about and the book oh, yeah. is about caring and sharing and just being kind and you know being a, a good brother sister friend, whatever it
0: is right well, you know what what it is is everybody where they know how to do it, everybody wants to be cared for and everybody wants to yeah. care for something and sometimes it's useful to read a story that 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 shows the value of it because you can you can take anything for granted you know I know that Absolutely. you know it's interesting Lillian i I was saying that I didn't sort of find my way in a, in a it professionally until much later in life. Um but it was because to some degree I had undervalued what came most naturally to me. And I that agree when I be- on that one. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'll bet this is true for you to some degree also. Yeah. 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 We but, all do that is I
1: true. Think. You don't always value what you have. You think it should be something someone exactly. else is like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that's very profound. That's true, Bill.
0: It's true for me. But I always thought I had to be just a little bit better than I was. <laughs> I had to be yeah. just a but- little bit more than it's i was funny
1: because we don't realize how good we are and we try to say okay if i'm like so and so or yeah, know, yeah but this has been you know this has been a really uh nice conversation and when you're saying stuff like that 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 really validates you know what i've been doing and like who i am as a person too
0: that's great well you know i have a theory i have a i i, I have a prediction for you lillian i think you're okay. this is you're only at the beginning of this journey this is going to take you. oh i like that i think thank you Bill. i do I like it because you're just following, you know, who Joseph Campbell is.
1: Yeah. Of of I
0: think yeah. you're following your bliss right now. You see, I think that's I, think what's I happening. am. So just it took follow me while it, baby. To find it, but that's all right. You, I'm following follow that. Okay. So, uh, okay. I have a, I'm, I got a, one more question for you, but before I get to that, I want, so our readers are now saying, I got to learn about host a little ghost. I got to get this book. I got to look. Maybe they're teachers in the tri-state areas. Uh, How can they learn about you? Give us some, where can they go to find out about Lillian Stuich?
1: They could go to my website, www.littleghostpublishing.com.
0: Littleghostpublishing.com, everybody. That's where it is. And you can, all the information is there. Good. Okay. Little Ghost Publishing. All right. So, Lillian, I got one more question for you. What I want you to do is finish this sentence. If writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what?
1: It's taught me to, oh, gosh. If writing has taught me anything, it's taught me to, anything is possible.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good because it's it's true.
1: true. It's true. true. I told you right road, wrong direction. Now I'm on the right road. I'm in the right direction, finally. That's
0: right road, wrong direction. I like that. Very concise. That's clever. I like it. I'm going to I'm oh, going to borrow it, Lillian.
1: Are you going to make a bumper sticker? Because I want a piece I of know. <laughs> I won't.
0: But you can. I encourage you to. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, listen, Lillian, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Good luck with the book and probably the next ones and all that you're going to do. I think you're out there doing good stuff.
1: Thank you, Bill. Thanks for your time. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. Yeah. Anything's possible, people. It is but you have to see it. You can't create what you don't see. You have to perceive it. Yes, you do. All right. I'll be back next week. I think our guest hasn't been absolutely confirmed yet, but I think she will be. So I'll keep it a surprise. Uh, until then, you know what? Don't avoid the storms. They help you, I think. I think they do. Meet me this one here in Seattle.